0: Bob and Bax.
1: Welcome to Movie Blast with Bob and Bax, where we watch movies so you don't have to. I'm Bob. And I'm Bax. And we're the Movie Blast. Man, that's us. So Bax, we watched
0: a little film called The Fly this week. We did. The Fly from 1986, not to be confused from, with The Fly from the 50s. Correct.
1: And uh, so this was directed by David Cronenberg, who you might know from uh, Shivers, Nightbreed, Scanners, Where the Dude's Head Explodes. It's like a really popular GIF online. I feel like you see that a lot. I've I've never seen that GIF.
0: Really? Oh.
1: Isn't that (laughs) mind-blowing?
0: I see what you did there.
1: Yeah, I know. So I actually just found out a little bit more about David Cronenberg. He's actually 75 years old. He's an adult. He is truly an adult. And uh, in doing a little research, um, he's actually hinted recently that he's done making movies, which is not surprising. He's 75. I think he's earned his retirement. Definitely.
0: And he's had a super solid career. Absolutely. Um, Also, I'll mention a history of violence, Eastern Promises. Which are two films that might not be in like the body horror genre that people might think of him for, which are super well done films as well.
1: Absolutely, and yeah, uh, the so he has a varied range from uh, I would say like he was offered different films throughout the span of his life. He was offered Top Gun and turned it down. Mm. Um, he actually was offered Return of the Jedi. I, I had no idea that he was offered Jedi. And uh, so he also turned down RoboCop as well, surprisingly. Like OG RoboCop? Yes, the 1987 film RoboCop he turned down directing. Man. So I feel like this is the kind of guy who's like, no, it's not what I want to make. So I feel like I could, I could call him a true artist.
0: He only wants to make what he wants. Absolutely. And I think uh, the artist thing, artistry, as we get into this cast a little bit more. I have some thoughts about how artistry comes into play in this and the film The Fly.
1: Absolutely. All right, Bax, how about you hit me
0: with some sweet, sweet movie facts? Man, Bob, I would love to. So you already touched on um, how it was directed by David Cronenberg. Cronenberg also, when he signed on to direct this film, part of his deal was that he would be able to rewrite, I shouldn't say rewrite, um, tweak the script that Charles Edward Pro had already wrote but he wanted Charles Edward Pro to get some writing credit. So if you look stuff up, it'll have mutual writing credits for David Cronenberg and Charles Edward Pro. And uh, yeah, when I read that, I thought it was really cool that Cronenberg still wanted that guy to get his due. Um, The cast, Jeff Goldblum's in it as Seth Brundle, the protagonist. Gina Davis is in it as um, Veronica. Um, Seth Brundle's love interest. John Getz is in it as Stathis Braun's. And David Cronenberg does make a cameo in the film himself. It was released on August fifteenth, in nineteen eighty six. It was shot on a budget of about fifteen million dollars, and it made about sixty mil at the box office. And those are some facts on the fly. I think it was a success. Yeah, definitely. I think I saw. I don't know if it was a uh, your Siskel, maybe somebody like that's a big movie critic, like film critic made it like their top in their top 10 films of the year. So, yeah, I think it did well.
1: I thought they were going to say top 10
0: films of all time. And I was like, (laughs) wow, that's pretty strong. Wait, this is a question. Did Alien drop the same year or was it Aliens? Was Aliens 86 or no? Um,
1: Aliens
0: sounds like 86. Okay. Because I think another thing was somebody said like it was better than Aliens. I thought that was interesting.
1: That's insane to me. Aliens is such a good movie.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it was like Siskel, but that comes to my mind for some reason. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. All right, Bax. Uh, Let me go ahead and tell you the synopsis of the fly. The fly is about a scientist named Seth who accidentally tells a journalist Veronica that he's been working on teleportation after she negotiates getting the exclusive story from him. He and her form a relationship. They, as they work together, they fail with the baboon. It's turned inside out, which kind of made my stomach churn. And then they figure out that it's the meat or it's the flesh that the computer's having a hard time figuring out. So they do a steak test and um, Seth actually reprograms the pods to be able to transmit living tissue the second baboon which is the brother of the first one that he killed um, actually passes through perfectly and is fine so they decide that they're going to have to do human testing later after they get the baboon back from the lab Um, Veronica actually gets a letter from the editor who you find out is kind of a stalker And has been in a relationship with her before and is jealous of her relationship with Seth. Mm -hmm. So Seth gets drunk and he passes himself through the pods because she goes out to go talk to her editor at night. What he doesn't know is that there's actually a fly in the pod with him. And the the, the, the computer didn't know how to look at two different living beings and it merged them together. Oh. So she comes back and he's doing gymnastics and doing a bunch of different things where I was watching it going, this doesn't seem right. And is this his normal routine? Cause it wasn't explained. Yeah. Uh, so after that, they continue to hang out. They have a lot of lovemaking and eventually he wants her to go through this other pod he wants to send her through too so that he she could feel how great this is so she refuses to do it because she's scared and he kicks her out finds another woman at a bar brings her back and then veronica shows back up and as he's about to push this other woman through the pods to send her through um veronica looks and sees that there that he has like insect hairs coming out of his back gets it tested and figures out that he's actually been mutating into the fly or wi- or assimilating with the fly so he kicks her out and four weeks later he calls her up and he's actually turned more into this creature she finds out that she's pregnant with Seth's child so she tells the editor that this happened and he's going to take her to get an abortion but she goes in to tell Seth about the child, sees that he's horribly mutated, and she isn't able to tell him about it. She goes outside where the editor is, and Seth actually hears her say, I have this thing inside of me and I want it out. I want to get an abortion now. So they go to a night doctor, which I, don't, I didn't know existed. <laughs> And uh, they were going to perform the abortion that evening. Seth comes in, breaks through the window and steals her away. The editor goes and chases them down and he doesn't find anybody inside of the warehouse they were at. Um, But then Seth attacks him, barfs on him. And then Seth puts Veronica into the pod to try to to have them all combine the baby Veronica and him into one being. the editor saves the day and Seth actually um, is put through the pod one more time and combines with the telepod and Veronica then kills him And that's it that's the movie in a nutshell what do you think about the baboon going
0: through and then being turned inside out? A few questions about the baboon situation. Actually, I shouldn't say a few. I don't know at any point in the film if they mentioned like where our boy Seth Brundle gets his baboons from. So that was interesting to me. You know, like he's just chilling in a warehouse, chilling in a lab, but he got baboons around. But the actual sequence of the baboon getting turned inside out was super brutal. The practical effects were super on point. I feel like it's the first time in the film that you get a glimpse of the practical effects and the gore that are to come. So I was into it. I was digging the baboon angle. Also when like the baboon successfully gets teleported, which was the brother of the one that got murdered and it like runs out and like jumps up on Seth's shoulder. I was like, that's kind of cute. Like they have a cool relationship.
1: Yeah. And he's like, where's
0: my brother though? (laughs) So it's like, sorry, he got, he got murdered, man. Science. It was an accident. So
1: there was the gymnastic scene in the warehouse that I was like, let's just talk about the warehouse
0: in general. Like where it's, Seth Brundle actually resides.
1: Yeah. And he, and he's able to get two women to come over to his warehouse that has alleyway access. Right. Two women were like, Oh, yeah. You you live in a warehouse? I would love to go home with you. Yeah. That's nuts. Je- that Jeff Goldblum charisma, though, right? I mean... Just he Jeff, sh- Jeff. He is shirtless a lot, and I do have to say, he's a handsome guy. Yeah, he was looking good in 86. The practical effects of the movie were amazing. Like Outstanding. Bonkers. The fly itself was grotesque. It... This movie made me feel something that was uh, just repulsed. I, I was, was going to try to eat food while I was watching this movie, but I was like, I can't. This is too gross. Um, I first wanted to have a snack when uh, the, uh, the baboon actually went through and you saw this like squiggly, like squirming bits, and I was like, I'm not even hungry anymore. Yeah. So I, I really like the evolution of uh, Jeff Goldblum's like transformation into the fly. That like mm-hmm. you saw like little marks on his face that you could see that he was kind of changing and kind of something underneath wasn't right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I really liked that,
0: and just like his character overall, right? Like his personality. And you mm-hmm. kind of see at first when he feels like he's been purified and he's doing gymnastics and his sexual prowess is off the charts. Like he can just go forever and ever in the bedroom. He feels great. And then as he actually starts to realize that things are off, how he comes to terms with that. And even the last time that Veronica comes to see him and is going to tell him about the pregnancy and he's able to let her know. I'm about at the point where I'm not Seth anymore. Like I'm not Brundle anymore. I'm Brundle fly now. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, I thought that was really cool. Like you can still, he still has that heart. Like he still has that bit inside of him. That's trying to reach out. How do you like the,
1: the whole insect politician thing where he was talking about how like insects are, brutal and they don't have politicians and it's i thought that was a very it was very interesting to see how he was dealing with his own transformation definitely yeah i loved it
0: just character development overall when i think of maybe i shouldn't say the science fiction genre when i think of the science fiction genre when i think of the horror genre i don't expect character development and to feel attached to characters and I felt attached to Seth, and I felt attached to Veronica, and I think that's to be commended. The Cronenberg is able to pull that off in a film with this kind of tone and atmosphere. I think the thing that I really enjoyed was um, the
1: guy who his the editor who was the villain in the beginning. Yeah, comes in to save the day at the end. That's mm-hmm. a character arc. He went from being a guy I despise that was letting himself into Veronica's apartment. He was following her around. He was like stalking her and -hmm. to go from that to be rooting for the guy and feeling bad for him at the end of the film. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, speaking of the pregnancy, the larva abortion dream sequence, Mm -hmm. that I thought that was reality. I thought they were just getting the abortion and stuff. And yeah. I was watching it and I was like, holy crap. Like that's what she's giving birth to. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know that it was a nightmare. That was, that was crazy.
0: Yeah. So what's something that you hated about the movie bags? You know, it's, I really enjoyed the film and I feel like it was super well done. So for me to find stuff that I didn't like, I kind of had to do some digging. I would say it was slower and more dramatic than I expected. I wouldn't call it a negative though. Maybe just the general public's like outlook on the film or the marketing of the film. Like when I heard about the fly initially and seen it, I mostly thought it was just going to be brundle fly raising hell, murdering people. Right. Mm. That's what I expected. So it's not a negative so much on the films, I might say, like the marketing, um, and I feel like I could have used more of the fly, like when you get to the end of the film and you see Rondo fly and it's grotesque beauty, and just those practical effects that are out of this world, and everything's like CGI now, I feel like practical effects is a marvel to behold, but I can also see how too much of the fly would have like taken away from it, you know,
1: mm. so I can
0: yeah, even the negatives I can think of i can't really even bring myself to call them negatives.
1: I think for me, what I didn't like was the ending of the film. I would have that for me. Cause I, I really liked it. I would have liked to see the fly win. Hmm. I think if he was supposed to be super strong, have fly abilities, things like that. I think it's scarier to have the fly win to, to to have that moment where you're like this isn't what I expected. Uh so I f- I feel like it it had a happy ending, which was ever like no matter what happened to this character, like no matter what happens, you're still safe as as an audience member because you're you're associating with Veronica. Mm-hmm. Now If he would have won, that would have been... It would be a completely different movie.
0: But I don't think in 1986 you could have done that. Hmm. Can you think of anything else that you would have done differently with the film? Uh,
1: I would have had a different way that he would have picked up the girl. Okay. Because going into a bar and then arm wrestling somebody for somebody else's girlfriend doesn't make sense to me. Okay. So that plot... Not even for Jeff Goldblum in the mid '80s. No, not at all. Shirtless, leather jacket wearing Jeff Goldblum coming in,
0: whose face is already starting to peel off. By the way,
1: coming in eating candy and drinking scotch. Just be like, I'm going to take your girlfriend after I break
0: your arm and break your wrist. Like that doesn't
1: make sense.
0: Yeah, to unpack that scene a little bit more too. Like it is arm wrestling, and David Cronenberg's like body horror kind of even comes into play with that with the broken arm that ends up happening.
1: Yeah, uh, what I really loved about this movie was all of the practical effects. I, mm. I really enjoyed even just how that fly walked at the end. Like it was amazing because now if this was made, it would all be CGI and I w- it wouldn't look believable. It wouldn't look oozy like the nails coming off in the bathroom, the ear coming off all of those little gory moments made my stomach churn. You could yeah. show me a guy's head explode in CGI and I wouldn't care and it wouldn't affect me. This mm-hmm. made
0: me feel gross. And, and you've watched some films in your life and you've yeah. watched some spooky movies in your life and like some brutal stuff.
1: This was, this was up there for movies that didn't want me, want to make me eat. Man. So pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And speaking of the practical effects, Chris Wallace, I hope I'm pronouncing the name right, and Stephen, I want to say, I'll say DuPace. Um, they actually won an Oscar for their work. It was um, Best Makeup at the Oscars for that year. So, yeah, that's super cool. They got an Oscar for it. I like that they got recognized because a lot of the time, maybe films of this genre don't get that kind of recognition.
1: Did you know that they actually called the final uh, Brundlefly, they called it the Space Bug? I, I didn't, but I like that handle for it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, uh what are your final thoughts, Bax? What do
0: you, what do you think? Final thoughts for a sci-fi horror film. I feel like this raises legitimate questions about morality and what it means to be human. Um the horror of the film is less derived from the actual monster like the actual gore and is more derived from the emotional situations and moral dilemmas the characters find themselves in. And I think that's incredible. And I think you, even today as many horror movies and as many sci-fi movies as I watch, I feel like I don't see that very often. And I kind of touched on it earlier. Everything's pretty much CGI now. Right. Um, So to see the practical effects, I feel like filmmaking being an art that's a part of the artistry that I feel like might get forgotten about. When people might think of like the artist behind a film, they might think about like the director, right. Or the writer or even the actors, like for them, it might be art, but to work on makeup and like props and stuff like that, that's a whole art form in itself. Um, Yeah. So I I love those parts of the film and I'd say those are kind of like my, the thoughts I came with like walking out of it.
1: Yeah. I, for, for Cronenberg to make this film, I c- I couldn't imagine seeing this movie in the theater with people. Cause there, there wasn't anything like this before this, like this right. is um, you've got grotesque images in the exorcist. You've got grotesque things in um, I guess the thing, but like, I, I love the thing by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you do. You, I don't remember seeing a lot of movies that had a lot of gross-out horror effects. So I, I think this movie. I would highly recommend it to anybody that wants to watch something that will make you feel something. That I understood that about the whole abortion thing. Like, how do you know if this is um, pre pod jump, like yeah. pre teleportation? Like, how do you know if it's whose baby it really is, whether it's uh flies or whether it's Seth's? Yeah. Like that's, that's the thing where I'm like, is this trying to tell me something? Is this trying to make me think about like, what does life really mean? Um, so I just, I, I, for, for a movie that I thought was just going to be, you walk in, you watch it, you're entertained for an hour and a half and you just, you come away. You're like, Oh, I watched a man turn into a fly. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't a werewolf transformation. Like I, I thought about man versus monster. Like, like what is, yeah, it Just had a, it, there was a lot to
0: it. Yeah. And and like G.D. Davis says, Veronica, she brings it. Killer performance. Jeff Goldblum. I haven't watched a lot of Jeff's work as much as some other people. Cause I feel like Jeff Goldblum was one of those actors and people that are into him are like super into him. Mm-hmm. But I think that he was, he was on point. He was perfect for this role. Absolutely. He really brought it and he really carried the film. So Bax, what would you give this for a grade? I, uh, or, or let's talk about grades. Let's talk about grades. Um, if you look at IMDb, it's rocking a 7.5 out of 10. IMDb does the 10 point scale. If you go to Rotten Tomatoes, 93% of the critics gave it a positive review. 83% of general audience gave it a positive review. So I think people agree with us. I think people like this movie and that makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, I'll, I'll do an A minus Uh, yeah, I think I kind of touched on all the things I liked about it, but all those things put together for me, it's an A minus. It's a really, really good film.
1: Yeah. I will say that I think it's an A movie as well. It's as a first time watch, I didn't expect to be grossed out. I didn't expect to care about the characters as much as I did. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I thought there was some really great storytelling going on. All right, Bax. So if you're, if, if you're looking for our podcast to listen to, go over to GameZillaMedia.com. Uh, you'll find not only the movie Blast, but GameZilla, GameZilla Alpha, Legend of Retro, Last Action
0: Podcast, and Noobs and Dragons. Yeah, all of your nerdy interest, they got you covered podcast-wise. And also they have a Discord channel with um, a ton of people Like on there bob's there lots of other great supportive other nerds that you can talk about nerdy stuff with so yeah it's a great community and uh yeah we'd highly recommend it
1: yeah and if you want to talk about the fly with us um you, you can go ahead
0: and talk more there yeah we'll talk about cronenberg mm-hmm. hope see you man is that a wrap it's a wrap that's a wrap
1: With Bob and Beth.